Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Don Giordano on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. People stocking up for the big non-snow event. <laughs> I don't want snow and this new phraseology, snow deprima- uh, deprivation index. We're going to be snow deprived again. Who out there wants snow? For what possible reason? So uh, what are people buying? If you're anywhere near there, we need a report. And checking in, very glad to have him, Representative Brian Fitzpatrick just back, I believe, with that uh, number of Republicans who were at the border yesterday, uh, just off the plane, so to speak. He's on the show. We like that. Happy New Year to Brian Fitzpatrick. Brian, Happy New Year. Welcome back. Thanks for joining us. Happy New Year, Dom. So um, you were at the border. Mike Johnson talked about how difficult it was to see the behind the scenes of this. What is it that you saw yesterday when you were at the border? Well, I've been to the border many times. Uh, This is my first time at this sector, the Del Rio sector, which is uh, also known as Eagle Pass. It probably gets... uh, far and away the most attention as it should, although the Tucson sector is now becoming a a huge problem as well. They're all problems. I'm just saying, you know, relatively speaking. Um, And Dom, it's it's a disgrace. It's indefensible. Um, You look at the hundreds of billions of dollars that we've spent uh, on border security and securing our nation, ports of entry, airports, since 9-11, deploying a, a federal air marshal program, deploying sophisticated AT screening devices in all 450 airports, uh, fortifying cockpits, We've taken all these steps to protect our nation and protect our homeland, and yet here we are in 2023 with a wide-open border. And, Don, the numbers do not lie. It is four times the number of of interdictions, and those are the people we know about, four times the clip they were even under the Obama administration. I'm not even talking about the Trump administration. Under the Biden administration, Mm -hmm. the the, the crossings were about one-fourth. Jay Johnson was the Homeland Security Secretary. He was willing to make the adjustments necessary. Uh, when he saw that their policies were not working, to his credit. Uh, Alejandro Mayorkas has not been willing to do that. Um, proceedings are, are now underway against him. Uh, I'm not going to prejudge any, any proceedings before they happen, Don, but he's got an uphill battle uh, to try to justify why he should remain in his position. Uh, politically, though, play that out. Is, is that I, I understand what you're saying, and it is impeachable in my judgment, you know, until he has his hearing and talks about this. His, his job is just to come on. Look guys like you in the eye and say the border is closed. What are you talking about? But politically, out in Bucks County, is, is that what people want, more impeachments? 
Well, no, that, that's not what this is about, um, Don. This is about accountability. Uh, our, our southern border is a, is a monumental uh, national security threat. It's a humanitarian crisis. We'll just tick them off one at a time. It's a humanitarian crisis, particularly women and children that are being trafficked by these drug cartels, trafficked by these human smugglers, being horrifically mm-hmm. abused. Uh, it's a massive issue in all of our communities with regard to fentanyl. Massive amounts of fentanyl in huge quantities coming across the border that are, that are killing an entire generation of Americans, mostly our young people. It's a counterintelligence threat. There are Russian and Chinese nationals being interdicted at the southern border. Now, Don, why, why pray tell would they be crossing through the southern border? And it's a counterterrorism threat. We have people um, on the terror watch list that are being interdicted. And, Don, when we say interdicted, those are the people that we happen to, to catch there are other people they call gotaways. Those are the people that they mm-hmm. see on camera exactly. that they were not able to not able to put hands on. And then the countless people that are not even viewed on camera. So they're estimating the number, Dom, over the past two and a half to three years, upwards of 10 million people have crossed this border illegally. Now, let's draw the analogy. If, if you flew in overseas into JFK Airport, Newark Airport, Philadelphia Airport, and you just saw people, rather than being stopped by customs, stopped by immigration, just walking through, people would lose their minds. And yet that is exactly what's happening on our southern border. So what do you reason? And I know, you know, in, in your position, this is difficult, but, but I, I'm just somebody on the front lines like you are, and you've been dogged on national security, second to none. What do you reason the Biden administration is up to here? Why allow this? There's got to be a grander plan because it's damaging. This is rising. I don't think anything's going to top inflation as the issue, you know, and and the back and forth over democracy and Trump, Congressman. But this, I think, and you know better, you're the one elected Republican we have in the suburbs, that people are paying attention to the border, even in the suburbs now. So what are they doing? What do you think the idea is that they're involved in? It has, it has to be intentional, Don. There's no way negligence okay. could re- or recklessness could reach this level. I think what it is, it's politics, um, and they're pandering to the far left wing of their, of their base, uh, who for some reason view this as a, as a good idea. Uh, I completely disagree. Um, we are a nation of immigrants, Don, but we're a nation of legal immigration, legal immigration. Um, Ronald Reagan gave a speech at the base of the Statue of Liberty in October of 1980 talking about how legal immigration built our nation. Uh, so many of our ancestors came into this country, but they came in a legal way. I was down on the border. You mentioned Mike Johnson. Juan Siscomani, a colleague of mine um, from Arizona, a tremendous member, uh, he himself came here um, and got his citizenship in 2006. And in 2022, he was sworn into Congress. Only in America could that story be, be true. And Juan is the first one to tell you that it's an insult to him and people like him who have done things the right way, followed the rule of law, people that want to come to this country, contribute to this country, like so many of our ancestors who came through Ellis Island and came through the legal way. So not only is it a national security threat, humanitarian threat, counterintelligence, counterterrorism, but it also is an affront to common sense fairness and, and justice. Now, um, so yeah, I think I, we need yeah, to be clear that we don't, we're not against immigration. We're against illegal immigration. Exactly. How do you make a deal, then, with the Biden administration? As far as I understand, we had Jeff Andrew on, and you and he may differ on Ukraine, but the money for Ukraine, Israel, but the border at the same time, uh, he suggested, I did too, the metric would be, 
you got to keep people in Mexico under the asylum guidelines, a la Trump, and we have to see months before we come up with something. What would you feel comfortable with if Biden said he wants some money for Ukraine? It's timely now. I'll do something on the border. Would you be comfortable with anything, given how reckless this is? Dom, this could be solved. Eighty percent of this problem could be solved with one single change by one single person, and that's President Biden, by saying we are going to reinstitute the Remain in Mexico policy. We are going to abolish this this absurd catch and release policy. And, Dom, they have the tools they need. So Congress passed legislation? Absolutely. We passed H.R. 2, the Secure the Border Act. I voted for it. Toughest border enforcement in my lifetime. I obviously support that. I'm under no illusion that's going to garner 60 votes in the Senate. Um, and that's been the problem with immigration, unfortunately, uh, is getting something together that on such a contentious issue that can garner 60 votes. But he can fix the problem immediately um, by just enforcing existing law. Title VIII, Section 1325, illegal entry, it's a misdemeanor. 1326, illegal reentry, it's a felony. All they need to do is give the Border Patrol the tools they need by reinstating the remaining Mexico policy so they have the authority to turn these people away. They won't have to bust them throughout the United States and mm-hmm. hope that they, on their own volition, show up for their court hearing date, which 80% of the time does not happen. Okay, help um, me out, that, help me that, out with the, the mechanics of this, though. If they did that and they started to do that, does the billions of dollars flow to Ukraine then? Do you see that as the deal? And then they stop doing it. What do we do then? Well, I think it's just got to be tied. One, you know, we, we care about borders, and, and I will be consistent about this now. We care about our own border. We care about the borders of our allies, like Taiwan, like Israel, like Ukraine. Freedom, love, and democracies. This was Ronald Reagan's principle. Peace through strength and freedom-loving democracies have to defend other freedom-loving democracies when they come under assault by dictators. This is, these are the lessons of history. These were the lessons of Ronald Reagan, and that's what I believe. So that's why I'm such a strong supporter of Taiwan. I just got back from there, by the way, Don, before I was in the board, at the border. Yes, I'm going to ask you about it. Meaning, yeah. um, it. It's a consistent principle across the board. So with Ukraine, there, the, you can't just send blank checks to Ukraine. We cannot do that. Nobody's advocating for that. It's got to be tied directly to military defense spending. It's got to be tied to our European allies, by the way, upping, uh, upping their contributions and making sure that we're not, you know, carrying the load for the whole world. So there's ways to do this that are fair, that are just, that are, that are, are targeted and earmarked specifically to the defense side of this for Ukraine with massive transparency and massive accountability. Um, but we got to secure our southern border first. This is, Don, mark my words, there, there will be another terror attack in the United States that you can trace back to this open border. I am 100% certain of that. And, and it's, it's incredibly sad that decades after 9-11, when we said never again, mm-hmm. that we have an open border like this that would be unfathomable. Think, think right after 9-11. If we were had a border policy like we have right now. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. 
Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Exactly. Well, look, uh, uh, you have more experience. I went to the border, El Paso. There were only six uh, people they had uh, that they were interviewing that day. And El Paso used to be a sieve. But they instituted the very things you're talking about, and they were able to do it. And the Eagle Pass might be more difficult at this point. But to your point, it works. We know exactly what to do, but uh, they don't want to do it. They're playing chicken with you guys as this uh, draws on. Tell me about uh, Taiwan. What's, what's their attitude? Do they feel we're supportive of Taiwan? Well, um, I, I just got back from there. They have big elections coming up just in a matter of weeks, Tom, uh, between the two uh, competing mm-hmm. parties. One is much more um, uh, firm on, on the counter-China and, and, and defense of Taiwan, the porcupine approach, as they refer to it. So basically, the goal being for ha- to have uh, President Xi wake up every day and say, not today. Um, to, to hold this off as long as possible. China's uh, economy is deteriorating rapidly. They have a, a window in order to do this, they know that. And we need to make sure that we prepare Taiwan in every sense imaginable under, the, um, uh, under our existing agreements that we have with Taiwan um, for defense to make sure that we bolster up their defenses. Um, they, are, they are a very small island. Uh, China is a very, very big country. They, they pale in comparison in terms of the numbers. But what Taiwan has going for it, uh, Dom, it's an island. The topography is very, very rough. It's very mountainous. And it's not a given that China could just roll in there and, and take it with ease, which is why they're trying to infiltrate their elections uh, and get their candidate of choice elected so that they can take it peacefully without ever firing a shot. I hear you. Well, thank you for jumping in today. And, uh, look, the concerns on the border, you're second to none. They hit it on the national security issue. Uh, it's just the overwhelming uh, numbers that we see when a John Fetterman uh, talks about four Denvers, I think in the last three months, have come through the border. Four uh, population size of Denver. That is astounding. And, and Dom, for anybody out there, I don't care what party they're from, that claims they care about gun violence, claim, claims they care about uh, drug abuse, substance use disorder, overdose deaths, uh, cl- claims they care about any of these things, but is simultaneously supporting a wide-open border where all these uh, items of contraband are crossing uh, by the boatloads, they ought to be called out for the hypocrisy. Absolutely. Well, Happy New Year, Brian. Thank you. Thanks very much for coming on today. You bet. Thanks. All right. There's Congressman Brian Fitzpatrick on a moment's notice. We're glad to hear that from the border. 
So, Dan, even he said, and he wants that money for Ukraine, uh, we would need to see this, the Mexico policy that Trump had, things like that, and we would need to see it for some time, and then they'd have to tie it to all this going back and forth. I don't see Biden doing it. You know, how does he make the pivot from where he is at this point? I don't see that in a grand plan. And I don't necessarily believe a poll out today. New York Post has it. I want to believe it. It says that Biden's support is tanking among Hispanics, which make up about 19% of voters, at least on paper, because of the border crisis. Those that are here legally don't like this, don't like how it's going. I want to believe it. I want to believe that that's a fact. I think it's more they think of Trump and the economy. And they think of what Biden has done. But if this could be verified that this is true, then this issue is starting to rival things like inflation as something that people are actually paying attention to. And what's happened is it's gotten so enormous that for competitive advantage or disadvantage, the media's got to cover it. They don't cover it as much as Fox, but they got to cover it because it's a huge, huge story. One quick media point, too. Why does the media, in addition to ideology, get so fired up over things like January 6th? It's a technical thing. It allows them to know an anniversary is coming up. This triggers how they put their people in place. It triggers January 6th specials. They love that. To know what the news event is, their ideology loves it too. And then they can blend in just a tremendous number of things to spin off out of it. That's one of the reasons they like things like January 6th, particularly you're going to see a lot more when it's the 50th anniversary of uh, Roe v. Wade. That's coming up in uh, pretty soon. You're going to see a similar thing. If it has ideology and the ability to pre-plan and put in all these specials to get more programming, more eyeballs, that's what they want. And that's what's going on not in Valley Forge today, but over in Montgomery County Community College, 11.1 miles away from Valley Forge. All right, I want to know about the snow out there, Dan. So you and Maisie are not panic-stricken, though. Are you buying anything for this weekend? No, no, we haven't bought anything. No, so what the heck are these people in line? We need some reporters out there. Are they buying rock salt? Are they getting uh, the things for the industrial complex, the French toast? What are they buying? Nick Kale, if he's listening, has got to check in. He's in a giant with 10 people online and only two cashiers. You want me to get him on? I can get him on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be yeah, good okay. yeah, if he can get him on for a minute. I thought he'd be taking his nap now. I didn't see the Twitter timeline, Dan, how long ago that was, but we'll see. I mean, the best uh, TV news is coming up with now on the snow deprivation list is, well, there's going to be a good bit of snow. They have a snow line that seems to be around the Poconos. Around I-95, that line that's used, seems to be, yeah, there'll be a flurry and then there'll be a lot of rain. So uh, the idea that people are lining up on this, it is part of the uh, local psyche, I think, Dan. Maybe in other towns, they go through something. We just see it here more, that people do go nuts with this. It's just incredible. Now, it has been a long time, and they they had all the warnings this week, so maybe it's rock salt. But what else do you think you can't get tomorrow? Is the rain going to be that overwhelming?
Do you guys go through that many milk and eggs? Where no, like it's an absolute necessity all. to have them? I no, I don't. I don't drink no. milk really. I don't no, drink milk. I'm lactose yeah. intolerant. I'm offended. Yeah, See, I have cereal dry. I don't like uh, milk and any. Yeah, don't have it. Milkshakes, yeah. yeah, but I refrain from them. We do. Have a, we have a, we have a carton of lactate in there, so you know maybe we're good. That's nice. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah and. Uh, the eggs thing and all, they take it or leave it. I mean, the, the French toast, uh, that seems to be, they're interfering with brunch. You might get offended. When you go to a diner, what way are you ordering your eggs? I don't get eggs. Well, if you, if you were to order eggs, what do you get? Scrambled? Scrambled, oh. yeah. yeah. I, why, why did I, I feel like I knew that for some reason. <laughs> Predicted that one. Mostly blueberry Sunny pancakes. side up, come on. No, oh God, just the look of it. it reminds oh. Me. No, um. Poached? Blue, mm. Blueberry pancakes. Maybe some waffles occasionally. Yeah. Yeah. Can't go wrong you with that. You and my 12-year-old nephew. Uh, it sounds about <laughs> right. All right. Uh, you heard uh, Brian Fitzpatrick on the border. Is the border actually breaking through as I hope it is politically? Let's face it. We know the damage. We know all that's causing. In the suburbs, are people actually aware of that this time around? I mean... It was similar the last time around, except Biden wasn't president yet. And, and even Brian Fitzpatrick could, you know, could be more circumspect about these things. When I asked him, well, it's just recklessness. They're just doing it. It's political. Yeah, I don't know the grand scheme. They think these will be their voters someday. Or it's an appeal of Biden saying, look, I'm doing everything you want on the border to his left wing, which is very, very left. Why are they doing it? They just think they're overrunning in one way or another. This is going to guarantee more power in the future. And do I buy this poll and other polls? Indicate, see, I think it's the economy with Hispanic voters and Trump's unique style that has broken through with Hispanic men, maybe uh, African-American males too. I don't think it's just they're offended. They did it the right way and these people did the wrong way. I don't know about that. I hope that's a turning point. If that plays out into this election, maybe Republicans will get it that they don't have to count. And it's, you know, the way to look at this, though, as we head into this is a positive sign. They have tried everything to beat us into the ground with so-called comprehensive border reform and all that stuff. They have the Bush wing of the party. I think Nikki Haley is definitely part of this. They have the Wall Street Journal. They have Cardinal Dolan. Here's Cardinal Dolan one more time this week uh, talking about the uh, parish in New York near the Roosevelt Hotel, who are first or second generation Italians. And he's telling this to a group called the Catholic Migration Group, an interview. And he had to go there and explain to these people they're not being Catholic because they didn't want the migrants, illegal alien children, inundating New York, put into a vacant school building there so they would learn English, according to Cardinal Dolan. Listen to what he said. People in that parish were talking about first, second, and third immigration Italians rebelled and said, absolutely not. We will not have them here. Now, uh, Bishop DiMarzio always likes to point out, usually that was done by the Irish, but this time <laughs> it was done by the Italian. And, and so I tried to reason with them to go back in history and to say, this is exactly what your parents, your grandparents, and your great-grandparents faced. It was the same thing. 
All right, that's and enough. Gradually, there. That's a shorter version. Yeah. Then he claims he was sort of winning him over, but it's very difficult to do. It's the same thing. Not going to buy it. I don't care how much. Now, he did this when Trump was running, and he really, really took umbrage at Trump. I think it was in 2016, maybe prior to being president during the election cycle, and saying he's tired of hearing what Trump was saying, that the Hispanics, Latinos of today are the Irish of 100 years ago. That's exactly what he said, New York Post column. And here he goes again, beating up now on this parish of Italians who don't want this. Why? Well, it's being Catholic that you have to take it. No, I don't think so. It's not being American either. And what we're seeing play out with Abbott is just genius. And I would argue much more of a moral position than the position of the Catholic Church and all these bishops. They can't stand up and push back against Biden and the Democrat Party and any number of big-time Democrat, quote, devout Catholics. They can beat up, though, on people like this parish. And he also said in the interview with Maria Bartiromo about these bigots in Congress. He had to be forced to name who the bigots are on this issue. Is Brian Fitzpatrick a, a bigot for the things, or Jeff Andrew that we had on? No. They're not. Neither are you. And hopefully this issue is moving up in the hip rate to maybe the second biggest issue after inflation on top of mind. Because if it is, there is no defense for this. There's no, well, uh, inflation's going down. These numbers are not going down. All right, coming up, the great Riley Gaines here. A lot to tell you about for 2024 and your calls. With Dom and Dan on Talk Radio 1210. Dom G. Dano show. The hits keep on coming. Riley Gaines in 2023 really rose to the top as a force of advocacy. For common sense principles, we see a bit of a slip back in the last couple weeks of this year. Governor DeWine of Ohio vetoing two common sense builds around so-called gender affirming care and men and women sports and then the u.s boxing uh, association saying yeah we'll put in some uh, language here to make it look good but yeah you can be a man punching at women and we'll say it's fine in sport plus Rowie was on the gutfeld show dan which uh, had to be quite an experience she joins us on talk radio 1210 Riley, happy new year thank you for joining us <laughs> Well, it is so good to talk to you guys, and thank you very much for having me on. Well, the Gutfeld Show, when I saw you on that, you know, (laughs) now having to produce comedic lines, what was that like? (laughs) You know, it's it's interesting because I take what I do pretty seriously. Um, And so I feel like for the most part, you have to have a stern face. You have to be uh, pretty strong and unwavering. Uh, But to be on that show with Gutfeld and Tyrus and and Kat and, and, you know, it's, it's a different environment. Uh, but it's nice to kind of let your walls down and almost make a mockery of some of the stuff going on, which I think, honestly, is is necessary. Uh, I think it's okay to mock what I would consider already a mockery. Yes. As I mentioned, uh, we have a friend who's a mixed martial art champion, and you don't want to fool around with him on recently, talking about uh, USA Boxing and what they've done. And you kind of uh, – there was an article the other day about you or you were involved in, Riley – talking about even with the gains in 2023 with all these states and you've been instrumental in that 
you're seeing some backsliding here again, U.S. boxing, and then DeWine in a very red state with overwhelming numbers. They may uh, triumph over his vetoes. The gender-affirming care thing is bad, but the men and women's sports is a layup politically, not just reality. It should be a layup politically on that one. No doubt. And while these might seem like fallbacks, and, and they certainly are, I'll tell you what gives me hope is the amount of really public outrage that these fallbacks have caused. Uh, this has ruined. I mean, I would say that I would argue there's several parts in Governor DeWine's career uh, where he's really hurt himself in regards to how he handled COVID, in regards to how he handled even the East Palestine incident yes. um, in, in Ohio. But now this, I mean, this has ruined him. It's ruined his credibility. He's really exposed himself for his true colors. And now not only do Ohioans see that, the whole nation sees that. And that, that I don't want to say that gives me hope, but it really does because the, the general public is waking up. Uh, it, it's not a political, it really shouldn't be a political issue. Of course, it's become one, but protecting children, safeguarding children and per, protecting parental rights and protecting women in sports and in locker rooms and even in female prisons. I mean, these are not political issues. Uh, but now we've seen, of course, Governor DeWine was compromised by he received over $40,000 uh, from these pro-trans hospitals that perform these surgeries, which I would I would say that's a pretty low number to to sell your soul. Um, but anyways, the outrage that has been caused, that's what truthfully and honestly gives me hope and really revitalizes me uh, to keep pushing back. Well, we see a story in California today. Joe Concha had it. I'm not sure you're doing various things. That a team of girls, mainly Muslim girls, refused to play against another team because of a male on that team. And it seems as if the league doesn't know what to do because of the religious part of this and these girls standing up to it. This is a little bit different than usual. You shouldn't have to have a religious reason other than a common sense reason here. Are you aware of this uh, bubbling up? I certainly am, uh, and I've been in contact with some of the people involved uh, who at the time, of course, uh, want to remain anonymous for different reasons. Um, but I couldn't be more proud of these girls. It's a really hard position to be in, and I know because I was in this position, and I wasn't willing to sacrifice at the time, you know, all of the work I had put in. I didn't want to not compete. Uh, looking back, of course, uh, of course, I believe everything happened for a reason in the way that it did, but if I was faced with this opportunity – uh, an incident like this, again, I certainly wouldn't compete. So I could not be more proud of these girls uh, and their coaches and their administrators who supported these girls in not competing. Because I, I believe competing, uh, and again, I didn't always think this way, so my mind has certainly changed, but I believe competing uh, against these boys, you're participating in the farce, so it seems. Uh, and so these girls, I'm very proud of them. And I've publicly said before, look, any any competition – where a woman or a team concedes and they lose out on prize money uh, to a male, I will happily, out of my own pocket, pay that team or these girls wow. or whoever it may be the prize money that they're losing out on because that's, we need to incentivize not participating. So, I, I again, I just couldn't be more proud of these girls. Uh, take me uh, inside, Riley, if you want. I've never asked you this before. I'm interested. You're an ultimate competitor, and you know how a hundredth of a second in swimming Etc. You're looking across at Leah Thomas at the starting blocks. Is that firing you up more, or deep down, did you feel like there's no hope? What What were you thinking at that moment? So, 
a lot of feelings. Gosh, I mean, this was my last meet of my life, of my 18-year career at this mm-hmm. point. Uh, so there was kind of excitement to almost be done. Uh, but I, I would say the overwhelming feeling that I felt and my teammates and most of the girls that I talked to at that meet, the feeling that we felt was that we were going into this race with our hands tied behind our back. Mm-hmm. Uh, the day that Thomas and I raced was the day after he had just won the national title, dominating the entire nation of women, beating every female in the country by multiple seconds, which is an anomaly that doesn't happen, uh, considering the swimming is a sport measured down to the hundredth of a second. And so having seen that outcome the day before, uh, looking over at him, six foot four, towering over me at a whopping five foot five, five foot six, uh, I just felt like my hands were tied behind my back. Um, but I knew my goals. I knew my team's goals. I thought of my team, of course, being team captain. Um, I more than my own personal goals, I wanted to help achieve for my team. Uh, so I put my head down, did the best that I could do, uh, which, of course, ultimately resulted in a tie, meaning we went the exact same time down to the hundredth of a second, uh, which you can't tell me that's not divine intervention. Um, <laughs> that's but what I, I'm getting I, at. I wish I right, were there. I, I might have jumped into the pool at the end of that, and I can't swim, so <laughs> God knows what would have happened to you. I'm serious. You and my dad that's both. what thrills me as the competitor, that despite all that, it right, and then God intervenes and says, no, we're going to tie you at least. They, of course, then have to give the trophy to Leah Thomas, not to you. They didn't have enough because of the tie. We know that, right? Correct, yeah, uh, and their purposes were for optics. I mean, they, they outright told me, look, when photos are being taken, the NCAA has advised uh, that Leah has to be holding it um, for photo oh purposes. God. So sorry, Riley, you don't get one. And that was really, I mean, that was a defining moment for me because, of course, all season, we knew the unfair competition was wrong. We knew being exposed to a naked male in the locker room was wrong. We knew the silencing that we were facing from our universities was wrong. But it wasn't until they reduced it down to a photo op. That, that's all I needed to hear, uh, to be willing and really finally feel courageous enough to take a stand. Absolutely. So let's look forward to 2024. These were uh, glitches, but as you said, now they don't pass without a lot of pu- pushback on this. Uh, what do you see on the horizon? What are some of the things coming up? Well, let me tell you, speaking to Ohio here, uh, the session is reconvening early from Christmas, ba- uh, Christmas break on January 10th to vote on the override veto. Uh, and there's a lot of pressure there. The votes are there uh, as long as they don't change from their initial voting to get the bill on the governor's desk. Uh, so lots of good work there. Uh, again, that's January 10th. And so if I can encourage any listeners, you know, keep the pressure on these people. Hold their feet to the fire uh, because what they love to do Uh, And we've seen it time and time again, whether that's the state level, whether that's the federal level, whether that's within academia, within specific sport governing bodies, even within the medical profession. uh, They want to sweep these things under the rug and they don't want it to get public attention because uh, they know the public is not in their favor. So hold their feet to the fire. It is necessary. I believe it's our job as Americans, um, as citizens uh, to call out the hypocrisy. Uh, which is what we need to be doing. So that's happening January 10th. Um, So hopefully Ohio will become the 24th state to pass legislation that protects women's sports and the 23rd state to pass legislation that protects uh, children from irreversible harmful surgeries. Um, So be on the lookout there. Uh, We have the Biden administration who is working to implement their new Title IX rewrite. 
in March, which ironically enough is Women's History Month, uh, strategically on their part. But of course, their new rewrite in no way, shape or form actually benefits and protects women. Uh, actually, the opposite, it harms women. Uh, so be on the lookout of what the Biden administration is doing to push their new illegal administrative rewrite of Title IX in March. But other gotcha. than that, there's lots of good things going on. The Olympics is this year as well. Uh, so keep an eye out for what the IOC does in regards to their policies. Uh, I can tell you, like most organizations, including the NCAA, they have been on the wrong side of this issue and remained uh, what I would describe as spineless, morally bankrupt cowards. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good description. Where do we find all things Riley Gaines? Uh, you can check me out on Twitter. Uh, it is, or sorry, X now, right? It is yes. uh, Riley underscore Gaines underscore. And if you're wondering why there's two underscores, it's because my first account was deleted pre-Elon <laughs> Musk. Um, I um, have a podcast now with OutKick. It's the Gain for Girl, Gains for Girls podcast. Uh, really awesome work being done there. Um, and I just appreciate you guys having me on, so I couldn't be more grateful. Uh, you're always welcome in Philadelphia. Is there a book on the horizon? <laughs> I did the book thing. <laughs> it's um, I have a book coming out in May, and it's called Swimming Against the Current, but it actually is available for pre-order as of now. Oh, I'm Amazon writing that one down because we, we have a program here in Philadelphia for that, so uh, we're on it. Amazing. Well, you guys rock. Well, you do, too. Thank you, Riley. Happy New Year. Thanks for joining us Thank as always. Thank you very much. Happy New Year. All right, Dan. You know I had to get that out of there. May. Got that one on the books. Dan, how are you as a swimmer? Uh, pretty decent, actually. Oh, yeah. wait a minute. I'm, so I'm not, like, good. But, okay, like, if I, we I can did a uh, book event, uh, maybe you, six foot eight advantage, racing Riley Gaines. Yeah, not going to have. She would wreck me. <laughs> That's yeah. the whole idea. Come I'm, on. I mean, doesn't that go against the point, though? <laughs> well, well, uh, we'll manipulate that. But I'm picturing a scene where people can be drinking beer. It's a book, and then all of a sudden, Dan against Riley Gaines in a uh, swim fest. There, now that is entertaining. Does, uh, what's his name? Jim have a natatorium over there? Um, I'm not sure. Yeah, that would be pretty cool to have a natatorium event. You yeah, know, live poolside with Riley Gaines and Dom Giordano. Yeah, a few female swimmers that she's encouraging there. But uh, I never asked her that before, Dan, about what are you thinking when you get in against Leah Thomas and she tied him in that. Yeah. Which is just, can I say as a judge I'd be unbiased and I'd say, nope, it's a tie. Could you I, can't answer, I can't answer that because I know what I would do. Not so. allowing her to hold the trophy. Like, like who's the idiot on set there I, I, with the pictures? Going, nope, Leah's got to hold it. we got to make the political point here. we got to be. Yeah, uh, they, they, she's been through that several times, Dan, right from the beginning she said that, yeah. Wow. And it does take a lot still to be the first one coming out. Now it's easier for these other women. All we need, just like anything else, are a couple of celebrity women athletes to say enough en masse. I think we have the makings for another event here in 2024. Oh, absolutely. That's why I, I asked about the main you, thing. You know what? I used to swim in high school. I used to be part of the ah. swim team. So yeah. I'll swim against Riley Gaines for charity. And we'll have Dan as your coach since he knows swimming. Yes, thank you for digging me out of this one, Jim. <laughs> yeah, no, I'll, I'll def- I will do it. For the good of the show, I will do just oh, okay. about anything. So I'll swim against, against Riley. Okay. So, All right. Do you wear a Speedo when you swim? 
I used to, yeah. Oh, wow. Is there is there hair shaving involved? Like I said, Dom, whatever helps the okay, show, helps yeah, the yeah. charity. We can get a sponsor. For, see, I'm against all that shit. I do have the number for Amy Klobuchar's old leg shaver if we want to. Yeah, that's right. That woman, yes. Get her in. Imagine doing that while she's talking, though. And then <laughs> eating her salad with a comb. Oh, my God. No, it's a, it's a pretty cool event. I mean, I would do it just for like right. a, a, a fun thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, mean, right. I mean, Riley will kill me in, in the events, but. All right. Well, we'll fi- we'll figure something around that. All right. Eight five five eight three nine twelve ten. Just a normal Friday afternoon here. Great stuff, though, from uh, Riley Gaines. At two o'clock, we're going to talk with the new uh, president of the uh, Lodge Five of the FOP. His uh, debut here. A lot to cover with him since uh, John went off to uh, Harrisburg. And a lot is going to happen in the next month or so around public safety in Philadelphia. All right, we are seeing more inklings, I'll give you those coming up, of the Biden people releasing what he's going to say today. Uh, Serious purposes, democracy under fire from Valley Forge. Don Giordano's show, thrilled with that interview with Riley Gaines and uh, the book. I'm marking that down. That would be a heck of an event particularly Dan near a pool in some way, shape, or form. I could see Mulligan's Dan coming up with an Olympic-sized pool. We just uh, <laughs> drop it in there. Where? <laughs> the parking yeah. lot? Yeah, we tell Mayor Pete, hey, uh, Pete, uh, we need an Olympic-sized pool. We only need two lanes, though, so it doesn't have to be that wide, you know? Just the length of it. Eh, we could come up with something I'm sure they have in Wildwood. Maybe an ocean swim, then. Let's head up to the northeast part of the city and find one of the public pools. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, let's uh, take some callers here. Side question today, National Bird Day, where uh, our mind is on insurrection, January 6th. Biden milking that, the emotional part of it, the New York Times says. People deeply still affected by that. And that's a small number of people. The people that fought the rioters that day, okay, and their families, But who else is affected by that? Uh, Drew in Upper Darby is with us on National Bird Day. Hey, Drew, afternoon. Hey, Dom, thank you so much. Yo, Dom, those were fascinating interviews with Representative Fitzpatrick and Riley Gaines. Riley Gaines should get the highest civilian honor equivalent to the Medal of Honor. Her courageousness is like unheralded man it's unbelievable it is and and she she has inspired uh these other women the scanlon we had on uh last august who are quiet you know what i mean they were more afraid to get them to break out she's a little bit more outgoing so i could see it but still they won't even let you stand with the trophy it's ridiculous man but um you know dom i'm like you man i'm a big believer in the nfl especially the NFL playoffs, they're like a total different entity. There's nothing like the NFL playoffs, man. I, I, I can't wait for it every year. But that leads into my answer for the, uh, the side question. Back in, like, circa 1978, the NFL had to change the rule because of this play. Kenny Stabler and Dave Casper devised a play where they kept on kicking and fumbling the ball forward. It was the yes. Oakland Raiders versus the San Diego Chargers. San Diego Chargers had the game in the bag, but they lost. And they I'll never forget it. They showed the San Diego chicken collapsing. <laughs> collapsing. He was stunned. Do you, you remember that picture of him? Yes. The yes. San Diego chicken. 
just, that's how I thought of the San Diego chicken. Oh, yeah. That is, that, that is a great mascot. Uh, the only thing is, how can you top the fanatic? But the San Diego chicken is a great one. Tommy Lasorda had a lot of trouble with that, Dan, apparently. Chicken was a little bit um, off the uh, reservation, off the chicken coop. All right, coming up, we have Dom's Money Melody. Great side question today. And we have the uh, new head of the police association, the FOP Lodge 5. By the way, speaking of unions, Trump, Dan, is met with, remember the guy who there was going to be a fist fight with the big uh, former MMA guy or whatever he was from uh, Oklahoma, that senator? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, Trump met with the head of the Teamsters, and everything was uh, copacetic. So it, it underlines that Trump is an unusual candidate that union voters, or even union leadership, are willing to hear him out, that he's got a shot even against Mr. Union, Joe Biden. I still like that senator, though. I'm taking off my ring now. <laughs> the guy. And the, the size of that guy, he was just like, are you kidding me? This guy's going to fight him. All right, so we'll talk with the new head of the uh, president of the police union, Dom's Money Melody, and your calls, and the national librarians weigh in about who should have a say about books in your school library. Wait until you hear what they want to do. Dom Giordano, weekdays noon till 3, from Talk Radio 1210, WPHD. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.